Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Jordana Levine, and you're listening to the Inspired Table Podcast. Each week, you'll be led down an inspired path of curiosity as I chat to some of my favorite soul-centered folk about the things that inspire me daily in the hope that some of that juicy inspiration will rub off on you. So pour yourself your favorite cuppa and take a seat at my table. I promise you'll leave happier, healthier, and bursting with inspiration. to the final episode of season one of the Inspired Table podcast. What an amazing season this has been. I've had so much fun recording this show. And the reason I'm going to take a little break before season two is just so I can gather my thoughts, (laughs) get my head together, rest my voice and line up some really, really inspirational guests. I've already got some great ones in the pipeline. So I'm really excited to share them with you. The next episode for season two will be up in May. So you don't have long to wait. It's just a couple of weeks, but I just wanted to let you know in case you were wondering why there was a little bit of radio silence. But today's episode is with a beautiful friend of mine, Vienda Maria, and we talk about freedom. We talk about travel and how to stay healthy while you're traveling. Vienda has the most amazing job, which you will hear about um, in the beginning of the interview. So I won't tell you too much now, but I've been so envious of her because she travels with her work. Basically, she can work from anywhere and she does just that. She just travels and works from anywhere she likes. And um, I know there's a lot of people out there that want to create that life for themselves. And Vienda has some really great tips on that. So without further ado, here is my beautiful friend, Vienda Maria. My name is Vienda. Um, I'm a writer and a mentor at viandamaria.com and my thing is freedom. I work with women who want more freedom in their lives and I feel like freedom is an expression of being who you truly are and part of that journey is actually figuring that out, like who are we and what is from, from being free and what expression am I holding back in myself and that. Freedom, I mean, it's uh, something that's expressed through the way that you take care of yourself and your health and nutrition, the way you interact with people, the work that you do. Everything can be an expression of freedom. So my work here is essentially to teach people how to bring more freedom into their lives as I do it as well in my own life. Yeah, beautiful. I guess the first thing that comes to me when you talk about freedom is this idea of well the opposite of it being this idea of responsibility and you know um having other people and other things that you need to be responsible for so that you can't kind of find your own freedom so how do you how do you get people to kind of delve into what freedom means to them 
while still living, you know, a day-to-day normal routine kind of life? Mm-hmm. So I truly believe that freedom comes from within. So when we cultivate inner freedom and it's a moment-to-moment practice, then the day-to-day life is a part of that. I feel like so many people think that we have to make a choice between either freedom or responsibility, for mm-hmm. example. But actually, freedom is a kind of responsibility. It's taking responsibility responsibility for show up in life and so you know when we have responsibility for you know animals or children or work you can actually discover your freedom within that and that's what sets you free when you realize actually I have freedom to be who I want to be in this I can create a framework around myself so my freedom is paramount and I'm still showing up to the things that I love, I'm responsible for, and I've made a choice around. Yeah. So can you can you share with us um, a little bit about your own journey to freedom and discovering it for yourself and what it means to you? Mm-hmm. So I grew up, let me start right at the beginning. So my, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Um, my mother's Austrian, my father's Italian. And I was born in Austria and when I was six, my mother married a German man and they moved to Australia. So I came from a really, you know, like this European traditional background. And if you know anything about Austrian and German um, culture, it's quite strict <laughs> and it's quite, it's, it's very, very limited and and they love rules yes. and they love control and so I grew up in this environment this little free spirit in this environment where all I wanted was freedom because I was surrounded by people who wanted to constrict that from every <laughs> from every direction so that was definitely my starting point where I was like hey these people like I love them but they don't understand what freedom is and they don't even know how to cultivate it in their lives and that's all I want <laughs> um And then that desire kind of followed me and I started working for music festivals when I finished university, which took me traveling all around the world. And I literally traveled with working at international music festivals for about five or six years. And that for me was freedom until I got to a point where I was like, hey, you know what? Actually, it's not freedom anymore. I feel stuck in this grind Mm. of having to work really hard and take flights all the time and, and show up and and do this and I don't like I am living this from the outside from an external perspective of really free lifestyle feel free at all even though I was traveling so much and having all this fun I felt stuck and I realized that again I was back at square one I wanted freedom but I didn't know how to anchor that into my life until I started to realize that freedom isn't just I mean external experiences of freedom are wonderful but there's much more to it than that it's something that we need to cultivate within ourselves by making choices within our day-to-day lives is this right for me does this make me feel free yes or no yeah and it can be it can be ever-changing right from like you said moment to moment exactly it is ever-changing because we're fluid human beings like we can create really strict and rigid rules for ourselves And those rules might work for us for a short amount of time, but then we change. And so those rules have to change alongside us. Yeah. So where where did you go from the world of music festivals? Um, I stopped traveling for about a year. 
and worked just for a dance company and I started a blog and that blog slowly slowly evolved into the business that I have now. Essentially I'm a writer and a mentor so I write on my blog and I write articles for magazines and for other blogs and um, as a mentor I help women who feel that same emotion of being stuck and wanting to cultivate more freedom in their lives and whether that's through an external experience of freedom like having a business or traveling or leaving something behind or whether it's an internal sense of freedom you know I want to be in this town or I want to have this job but I feel stuck and I want to get out of that sensation and working through the belief systems and the thought processes of what is making them feel stuck and not free and what it would take what choices it would take for them to change that sensation and what do you what have you found are the most common things that are making people feel stuck when um, they're actually quite easy to shift and change the most common thing is actually that they're afraid of change mm. They feel so scared of change. And you know what? We're all like that. Like I could say that they are, but you know, we all are like that. Sometimes I get stuck in myself because there's something that I feel really comfortable with and I don't want it to change. And we get so comfortable with familiarity and with what we already know that we sometimes shut off other perspectives or ways of doing and being. Mm. Yeah, it's almost... It's almost ingrained in us as humans to be resistant to change isn't it yes very much yeah so I guess it's um I guess it's about figuring out what it is that brings up so much resistance from you and then working on that and also release like being aware of the fact that it's okay to feel a little bit uncomfortable and that's Mm. part of the process and embracing that so we can't force ourselves to love change because our bodies are like quite primal and we're we're routine-seeking creatures. That makes us feel safe and that's fine. And when we know that about ourselves, we can embrace it and say, hey, you know what, that's okay, I can feel that way. But I also want to expand as a human being. I want to grow as a human being and that sometimes means I get to feel really uncomfortable. And I'm going to graze and allow myself to experience it to to get to the other side. Where are you in the world at the moment? I'm in New Zealand in a really cute little town called Nelson. They call it um, the Byron Bay of New Zealand because it's full of alternative people and beautiful weather. (laughs) Um, And it's in the northern of the South Island. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And and what's a day in the life of Vienda look like at the moment over there? Every day is actually really different. But I mentor on Tuesday, Wednesday and Saturdays. And on the other days I write. And then when I have time off, I go hiking and I go to yoga and I'm enjoying the nature here. It's really incredible. And I know a big part of your life has been travel and moving mm-hmm. around while still running your business, which I guess is the dream for most people, but you've been able to make it reality. So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you've managed to create this life for yourself? Oh my God, it's so special and amazing that I get to do this. I am so grateful all the time. And it takes 
I think it takes um, a little bit of flexibility because you know, we were just talking about how we are routine-seeking creatures. When you travel with your business, finding that kind of routine is much more challenging and you have to be a lot more open and fluid and flexible to the ins and outs life but for I mean I'd been traveling as I told you with working at music festivals for years and years and years and a huge part of me wanting to create my own business was that I didn't want to give up that lifestyle and while now I do it much more slowly so I spent three to six months in a place um, I still get to move around a lot and I feel like the way that I do that is by getting really clear on what I'm able to do and how I'm able to do it and and what the best way that I can serve people through that is. So it starts with figuring out what's right for me and then creating a platform around that to serve the people that I want to help. So when you're deciding where your next destination is, how do you how do you come up with that? Are you throwing a pin at an atlas? What are you doing? <laughs> I, I wish I could do that. Um, I usually just do it by intuition, but more recently I've been in a relationship for the last year and a half and planner. And he loves planning things. So lately, he's the one who's like, we, wa- we want to go here next. And I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but originally, I always just did it by intuition. Like, I would feel called to a place really strongly. And it would come up and show up in lots of different ways. And, and opportunity or more would come up for me to go to that place. And then I'd just end up there and plan to spend three or six months in that place. So that's how... I spent three months in India and a few months in Bali last year and I just keep moving around based on sort of eventual pull that takes me to different places. I mean this sounds it all sounds so attractive for me but I to to me but I you know I am also a bit of a planner (laughs) and I think about you know (laughs) I think about all my stuff I've got so much stuff and you know what do you what do you do with all of your things do you have things (laughs) (laughs) good question so um i do have things i have a storage and there's six boxes in it which is actually not very much at all last year was it last year no the year before i went through all of my things and decided to ebay them all because i decided that i wasn't really quite ready to just to choose a home base yet and there was no point keeping everything so most of the things I do are actually things from my travels like beautiful ceramics from Morocco and carpets from Mexico and (laughs) crazy things I'm like collecting for my future house but um yeah at this point in time when I haven't even decided exactly where I want to live which I will do eventually um I just decided to sell most of my things and put the things I really love into storage I'm, I'm looking around my office at the moment and I just <laughs> see so much stuff I'm like that is not a sentimental piece of <laughs> junk what is it doing there yes no I think that's very liberating it's so therapeutic. Mm. I remember going through everything and starting to put them on eBay and things like that. And at the time being so like, no, but I love this thing. It's awesome. And then really going through a, sort of a list in my head. When was the last time I used it? Do I really love it that much? And now that I've sold all those things, there's, I don't think of any of them. Yeah, so the, the emphasis that we place on things on physical things is much stronger than it actually needs to be. Of all the places that you've been, what's your favorite, do you think? That's such a hard question to answer because 
all the different places are so different. Um, I have a few favorites. One is Prague in the Czech Republic. I spent only like two weeks then. It was autumn and the leaves were changing and I just left um, a boyfriend and my heart was broken and I was like crying and it was the most romantic two weeks by myself that I'd ever had. (laughs) It was so stunningly beautiful and so like I have this strong... Um, love for this place. Another place is Hampi in India. It's in the south in a state called Karnataka. And it is the original capital city of India. And it's essentially just old 500-year-old ruins. But the energy in that place is sublime. Like, I don't even understand it. But just walking around there, you feel like you're meditating all the time. Oh, wow. It's crazy. I don't get it, but it's amazing. And this place floods every year as well, so like half the year it's underwater. But there was just this amazing energy there. And I guess I guess it's the experience that you have in the places more than the places themselves sometimes, right? Definitely, definitely. I mean, some of my favourite places are not really about the places but about the people that I love mm-hmm. in those places. Yeah. I know that you are quite health conscious and you're travelling around all the time and I know that a big thing that comes up for a lot of people is when they're out of the safety of their own environment and their own kitchen and they know where all the health food stores are and the grocery stores are, that they find it hard to stick to a healthy lifestyle. So when you're traveling so much and you're always in a new area and I'm sure you're not carrying around a Vitamix with you everywhere you go. (laughs) No. (laughs) how, how How do you maintain a healthy lifestyle? Like what are some of your tips that you can share with us? I feel like just having some basic rules that you stick to for yourself is really helpful. So for me, the number one is always to drink lots of water and you can get water anywhere. So that's like easy easy you can buy water in shops (laughs) yeah um the other is to eat as much greens as possible every day so vegetables i have never been in a country where you can't get some kind of vegetables maybe it's not a fresh salad maybe it has to be something cooked Mm. but you can eat vegetables every single day plus i also carry around like little mm, it's like a jar of green powder oh yeah mixed green that I will mix with juice or water, whatever, um, to keep that happening. And, I mean, the same things you do at home, you can do anywhere. You limit sugar and you make sure they eat a balanced diet. I always, always go to farmer's markets wherever I go just because I love them. They're great photography places and they're great to just explore. And you can get all of your fruit and vegetables. I mean, very, very thin vegetables that should be the basis of all of our diets. Mm. And then all we need to do is make sure that we have access to them by going to places where they're sold. And everyone eats fruit and vegetables no matter where you are in the world. So that's not an issue. I feel like, you know, I have a lot of clients who start traveling and they tell me that they're putting on weight and, you know, they get really, start to feel really sluggish and unhappy. And the reason that they're doing that is because, because they're traveling, they think they have to eat all the food. Mm. And I get it. Like there's so much interesting, fun cuisine to taste that you've never tried before and it's really exciting but you don't have to eat all of it you can just taste it you don't have to eat every hot dog around central park you don't have to eat every donut in portland you know you have you can have a taste and then put it down because it's about the experience it's not about gorging yourself um and the other thing is moving like just keep moving every day and 
as long as you're somewhere where you can at least take a walk which when you're traveling you end up walking a lot usually because that's part of exploring yeah. or even if you're staying in a hotel they will usually have a gym or just bring that daily movement into your into your life no matter what sometimes I'll do yoga in an airport if I have to because I just need to move my body and that's important like if we don't put our bodies and our health and nutrition first we can't cope with the rest of life we can't be there for our friends and family we can't do our work we can't be happy so it's so important to put yourself first and make sure that you're taking care of yourself by just having some basic rules that you can do no matter where you are yeah yeah I think that's all really really good information what about um what about dealing with jet lag have you got any tips on that yes <laughs> um I sleep through all of my flights oh, and it's you are that... so lucky <laughs> <laughs> I've trained myself to do it though so I was all I don't even remember but I kind of used sort of like a self-hypnosis technique oh, yeah. where I convinced my brain that as soon as a flight takes off I feel really sleepy and I fall asleep so that now as soon as those wheels come off the tarmac and I start going up as soon as we've reached elevation I'm so sleepy I cannot keep my eyes open <laughs> Um, and I, if you like, I can send you a link to where I learned to do that. Ah, uh, yes, please. I'm like the <laughs> so, opposite on a flight. Really? Oh, my God. What do you do? <laughs> I just can't. I can't sleep. And it's not – I'm not even – like I used to be scared of flying and I've definitely mm. calmed myself down about that now. So that's not the issue. I just – I don't know. It's like my body just feels like it's in a very unnatural environment and it doesn't <laughs> feel safe enough to shut down. Mm, that mm. makes sense because it is a natural environment and it does feel it like I don't like flying even though I love traveling I really don't like flying yeah which is why I've trained myself to just sleep right through it it's like my avoidance technique <laughs> yeah no it's great I mean my my dad's the same my dad's the kind of guy that can fall asleep anywhere and mm -hmm. he literally sits down in the airplane seat and you know they haven't even started the engine we're still sitting on the runway and he's snoring <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous for jet lag, another thing that I really find helpful is to try and adjust myself to the time zones as soon as I get there. So if I'm arriving early in the morning, even though it's really hot, I'll try and stay up until it's actually nighttime and time to sleep. Yeah. I also take melatonin times, which you can't buy it in Australia. For some reason, they don't sell it, but you can buy it in the States. And it's, it's essentially just like a little tablet that helps your body adjust to the time zones and you can buy it anywhere like in supermarkets and pharmacies and things like that and another thing that I find really helpful is to basically fast during flights because our, our bodies adjust to have this sort of adjustment to meal times you probably know more about it than I do um, when we eat at weird times especially the airplane food it's terrible my mm. sister's a um flight attendant for virgin and she's told me that each each meal is 2000 calories what because they want to keep people feeling satiated and sleepy and not moving around oh my gosh so like it's actually much better if you drink lots of water i know that's annoying especially using toilets on 
airplanes mm. sleep and try not to eat because a you won't feel all clogged up at the end of the flight which happens really often because of the air um, pressure yeah and you also get your you'll get won't get as much jet lag and you'll be able to adjust much more quickly that's a really good tip um, I know I know I can hear some people thinking but what about long distance you know what about like those 24-hour flights mm. but I I mean, I definitely agree with you. The less you eat, the better. But also, you can definitely pack your own food. The definitely. only restriction you have on international flights is liquid. Mm-hmm. So I like to pack, you know, like a little sort of quinoa salad and maybe some chopped up vegetables, um, maybe some bliss balls, like just some little snacky things to keep you going. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. I think that's always a good idea. Yeah, and the greens powder that you mentioned yes. before, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You can buy little sachets of those. Oh, perfect. Something I, I also like to do because I really don't like flying and ginger is supposed to help with travel sickness yes. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I've never been travel sick, but I really love chopping up fresh ginger and putting it in one of those mugs, mm-hmm. um, that, like a travel mug. And then when you're in the airplane, just asking for hot water yeah. that you can pour on top and sipping on that. It's so good. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yum. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about um, because, you know, it is absolutely my dream to be one of those people who can just take their business anywhere in the world. Um, let's talk about the logistics of working and traveling. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking bare minimum, you need your laptop and you need some Wi-Fi. Exactly. Yeah. And then what else do we need? Um, that's essentially it. It depends on how you organize things. I use the Filofax, which is like a big notebook with like files in it to organize my thoughts because I like to, I still like to handwrite. Like I feel like I can have more creative expression when I write things out on paper than I, when I type everything out. So I love that. And apart from that, everything, everything is for me is digital. My books, like absolutely everything. My calendar is all just digital and you just need a laptop. I mean, I use a laptop and a phone and that's it to run my business. Um, So in technical terms, there's nothing more to it than that. Obviously, um, headphones with a microphone are really useful, especially for calls. (laughs) Um, And for social media, you know, a camera. I love taking photos. That's really helpful. But that's all I can think of. That's... That's so amazing. I say as I look around my office again and go, <laughs> can I live without my printer? What do you print? What do I print? Oh, I'm So I'm old school editor, right? So <laughs> I can't edit on the screen. So I have <laughs> to print everything out to edit, whether it's a blog post that I'm writing, an ebook, recipes, everything. <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'd get over that if I was traveling around the world. (laughs) (laughs) You do have to adapt and adjust. That's true. I mean, I remember when I first started traveling with my business, it wasn't really a business. It was just a blog at the time. Um, And I was doing everything off an iPad. I didn't even have a laptop. Yeah, amazing. Um, And you just, and I remember at the beginning, even I I still don't 100% love reading on a screen like books and things like that but you just teach yourself to do things differently than you might have done them in the past because you have limited space and you don't want to carry more things around and you don't want to make life more difficult and actually in the end it becomes quite 
you save a lot of time doing it that way. I mean, look, I think I think even if you're staying put, that's that's a really good way to start to look at running things. Minimalist. <laughs> Definitely. I've got to work on that. <laughs> so what is um what's next for you? I am in New Zealand for a few more months. I think well, I'm staying in Nelson until the end of May and then we're thinking about going to Queenstown, but we'll see. Yeah. For, for a few months and then in September we go to Asia and we've got a flight booked already and this is like new to me I never book a flight until like two weeks before I go where I'm like I've decided I'm doing this <laughs> but my partner Julia Julian is a planner and so our flights are already booked for like the whole next year which is crazy to me um, we're flying into Malaysia and we're going up through Asia to, um, Thailand and Laos and Cambodia and then Vietnam And then from there, we fly to Canada to spend um, the first few months of next year there. Does Julian have a transportable business as well? No, he doesn't, which is also really interesting. Um, And for me, like working at home and working for myself, I'm so grateful. I don't think I could have a partner who was doing the same thing because when he leaves the house to go to work, I'm like, yes. Now yeah, I can yeah. focus on my- Now's my time. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, he's he um does seasonal work and things like that. In he's Canadian and so he was what they call a peace officer, which is a like a policeman without a gun. Oh. So he would do like community stuff like okay, well in my head I just I I think he rescues kittens from trees and helps little old ladies across the road, but he says it's a little bit more serious than that. <laughs> <laughs> so he he just finds work wherever you guys are. Yeah, so here he's been a ranger um and in Australia he was working for a travel agency. I love that. I love I, well it brings us it brings us back to the beginning of the conversation. It's it's a beautiful representation of freedom, isn't it? Mhm. Yeah, yeah. It's really amazing. And I think you know, a lot of people want that kind of freedom in their lives, that external experience ex- and expression of being able to move around and travel. But what holds them back is the fear of having to make some pretty big changes in their lives and definitely having to let go of some of the people that we get to see every day when we stay in one place. And those changes they can really be very confronting because you're like, does that mean that I don't love this person anymore? Or am I going to miss something? Or am I not going to be living my life the way that people expect me to? Does that mean I'm not going to be happy? There's a lot of internal turmoil and questions that we have to work through when we want to make big changes, which lead us to our freedom. Yeah, I can hear. Uh, you know, I can hear a lot of people listening to this and thinking you know um which i know we talked we we spoke about before responsibility but you know um the different levels of freedom when it comes to you know having um kids or mm-hmm. you know having a full-time job and you know um or needing to look after a parent or something like that i would love if you could just talk about some some sort of like simpler examples of ways to express freedom within yourself yes i love this question so much so as I as we were saying earlier, freedom is a moment-to-moment choice. And so when we have responsibilities, and we have those responsibilities because we love, because we care, it's not like a burden, it's something that we choose as well. In those moments, we can choose how we feel about that. So 
let's say that I have a parent to care for and I've made that choice and in that choice I can find freedom so I say I'm here because loving this person is what makes me feel free and the best way that I can be here for this person and honor who I am as well as the love that I have is by showing up consistently and taking care of them and while that might not be my life story forever this is the choice that I'm making right now and I can find myself in that choice so instead of complaining in our heads about the things that we do and the choices that we make and the responsibilities that we have finding the beauty and the essence of that so instead of you know I have to show up for my kids every day and it's such a chore I I love showing up for my kids every day and it is my expression of who I am that I get to do this so it's about a different mindset. It's about coming at it from a different perspective. Mm. And that change in perspective is what sets you free. And it also makes you act in that situation differently. So instead of being hunched down while you're washing the dishes, you can play and sing and have fun with it because you're joyful around it. All right, well, if people want to find out more about you, Vienda, what should they do? The best way to find out more about me is to come over to my website, which is viendamaria.com. Beautiful. So I'll put links to that in the show notes and um, any of your social media handles as well so people can find you. Thank you so much, Gorgeous. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's such a pleasure. And you too. So that is officially the conclusion of Season 1 of the Inspired Table podcast. Thank you for all of your support in this first season. Um, As I mentioned, the second season will be on air in May. Until then, you can come hang out with me on Instagram at the Inspired Table or over on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the inspired table. Until then, I hope you have an inspirational month. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.